it's Sophia Franklin. You are listening to Sophia with an F. And the F is for phenomenal. (laughs) This podcast is rated F. If you want to be a bad bitch on Tuesday and girl next door on Thursday, I'm down. Because you know what that means? Two different types of men you can attract and fuck both figuratively and literally you can fuck them over or you can fuck them doggy look you've had a long day your boss is annoying you your boyfriend is accusing you of something you didn't even do and your sibling is asking you for money That's like an everyday thing for me. While I don't have all the answers, I do know that we have the power to change any situation we're in, in a flash, in a snap. We can turn it into a celebration and a little glass of wine is just the thing to turn your day around sometimes. But of course, you just realized you ran out of everything. Luckily for you, our friends over at DoorDash have you covered. If you're in the mood to treat yourself or just want to make sure you are always hostess with the mostess ready, DoorDash is your go-to without you having to move from your couch. And it's convenient. Do you know how heavy a handle of tequila is? How about five of them? Exactly. Plus, the alcohol selection at DoorDash is top-notch. You will find what you're looking for. Beer, wine, mixers, and even mocktails for the non-alcoholic girlies can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code SOFIA24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply, must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. guys hi everybody friends family welcome to my show Sophia with an F this is Sophia Franklin I am just a little bit hot and bothered right now but before I explain why I do just want to tell you to subscribe it helps me so much This show comes out every Thursday and you probably, you know, every once in a while miss an episode. God forbid. You need this for your mental health and to advance in society and to heal as a person. So if you have enough, should be on the phone at all times. Not to mention my YouTube channel. Not to mention my Instagram. Give me a follow. TikTok. Follow. Share it with your friends. Love me. Love me, please pick me. Can you just pick me and love me and give me attention? I sound fucking batshit. Okay, so I have some updates. This motherfucker broke into my phone again just this past weekend. And I am furious and there's a lot to the story, but I need you guys right after I explain the play-by-play of what happened to DM me and tell me what the fuck you think went down, okay? So this is what the fuck went down. I had an event and I invited my friend, John, who you guys all know, John like the Bible, John Asmar, and he was moving to LA the next day. By the way, John uh, did not, end up liking LA as much as he thought. And so if you see me posting with him, he's back in New York. So it quickly lived. Anyways, when I'm out with my bestie, I'm not looking at my motherfucking phone. 
I'm just not doing it. I'm not one of those girls who is responsible and, you know, checks in with everybody every hour. I just don't do it. I actually forget that my phone exists. I don't think it's appropriate when you are out trying to enjoy yourself to have your face in your phone and not be living in the moment, especially when my friend is about to leave, okay? Can you feel how passionate I am? Well, if you can't, you're about to. So he does not hear from me. He has no idea where I am, where I went, when I'll be done, if he's going to see me, if I'm alive. And then to make matters worse, I run into some mutual friends of ours. (laughs) Excuse me, let me reiterate that. I run into his friends. There's no mutual friendship here at all. And his friends report back to Birkin Boy that they saw me canoodling with a guy with curly hair in the corner of the club and it looked a little sus. Guess who they're referring to? John Asmar, John like the Bible, my best friend who happens to be gay. And that is why if you are one of those people and you want to go and tell back to your bestie, just shut the fuck up. Women and men can be friends, okay? Even if he wasn't gay, men and women can be friends. Not really. But in this case, I think it's pretty clear that, you know, John and I are not fucking. So fast forward, I end up at his place the following night and he's still a little wound up. He's kind of over it, but like not really over it. You know what I'm saying? And we go to sleep. I'm trying to describe the experience of my sleep. It was a little bit lucid dreaming meets annoying ass fly that lands on your face every two seconds and you have to keep like whacking him off. You guys know what I'm talking about. It, it kind of felt like that. I was so fucking tired, but I could tell he was doing shit around me which I at the time actually kind of interpreted as like cuddling and trying to get closer and being cute maybe taking pictures of me like oh my god like I must look so cute sleeping right now because like he has done that before um that's not what he was doing in my deep slumber I hear him say I just looked through your phone and my heart dropped There's nothing worse that can come out of your boyfriend's mouth if you are a cheating ass hoe. But regardless, even if I'm an honest hoe or a cheating hoe, hearing that from someone does not feel good because God knows what could be on your phone. Maybe I was watching porn, you know, and like that shit pissed him off. Just you don't want people going through your motherfucking phone. So he tells me that and my first reaction is I didn't do shit (laughs) which is kind of funny looking back because like I had no idea what he was referring to I don't know what he saw on my phone you know and the very first thing I said was I didn't do shit I the very first thing was not babe what are you talking about what did you see you know, let's get to the bottom of this. My response was, I didn't do shit because I didn't do shit. And I think that that's completely fair. And if I had a guilty conscience, then my answer would have been different. Then my second reaction to this is how the fuck, how was he able to get into my phone? Because let me just preface something. We have been dating for not even a year He has gone through my phone, to my knowledge, six times already. That's a lot of going through the phone in a short period of time. So I have caught on to this and I am very meticulous with changing my password and blah, 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 you know, the drill. So I'm laying in bed and I'm like, 
this motherfucker. How was he able to get into my phone? There's no way he knows my password. So I ask him how he did it. <laughs> I See, this is like manipulation 101 is when they come at you with some shit that they're upset about and just without even the blink of an eye going back to them and just throwing shit their way. Okay, what? well, I didn't do shit. Okay, well, why the fuck are you going through my phone? How the fuck did you get in there? Why are you invading my privacy? So he tells me that he was able to get into my iPhone by using my face ID. And I go, wait a minute, that's not possible because my eyes were closed while I was asleep. If you're insinuating you used my face to unlock my phone during our fucking sleepover. Do we believe this man or do we not? He told me that people, when they are sleeping, don't sleep with their eyes fully closed. Fair. I have also heard that before. I didn't think I was one of those people. Also, your eyes aren't open that fucking wide. But that was, you know, his reasoning. I still don't really believe him, by the way. Number two, this is another reason to maybe believe him. Remember when I referred to the batting the flyaway scenario? What if he lifted up my eyelids and I was just that fucking tired? And I was just that fucking zonked out that I had no idea. I mean, I have caught my friends, like if they drink too much, which I was sober, but if your friends have had too much alcohol and you try to open their eyelids, like they're not moving after. So maybe he was able to lift up my eyelids. Then this is the part that really, really worried me. And I need everyone to fucking listen. If there's one thing you take away from this, I go to passcode and face ID. So I can redo the facial biometrics, whatever shit measuring they do for the face ID, right? And they like have you fucking whip your hair back and forth so you can get into your phone. I redid it. I updated it. And then I changed my passcode. But while I was on that page and in that setting, I scroll to the bottom and I start to see some things that are a little bit alarming. For example, there is a button slash toggle that you can have either on or off and it says require attention for face ID. If you have that shit off, you don't need to be making eye contact looking into the soul of your phone for it to open up if this toggle is off, which is fucking terrifying. And then there's all these other features like the mask and the glasses and whatever. But my toggle, by the way, was on. So still not making sense. I had to have looked into my phone. Okay, reasons to not believe him. Number one, obviously, the first thing I did was ask him to prove it. Right off the bat. I go, hold my phone up to my face and let's see how this shit works. Go ahead. And he super confidently is like, no problem, no issue. Like, here we go. It doesn't work. I had him, I had him do it 50 times. Not one time did it work. So that's a reason to not believe him. Second reason to not believe him. I change my passcodes every so often not even just for him, just for life in general. I think it's just a smart thing to do. But then I was thinking about it and it's like, girlfriend, it's not like every single time I put my passcode in, I'm looking over my shoulder to see who's watching and acting like my phone is in the witness protection program. Obviously, there had to have been a moment where I was just, in a vulnerable state and was completely taken advantage of and he saw me type it in. I think that's the most plausible thing. Even though he swore up and fucking down that he did not use my passcode and was able to use my face ID, I just, I don't buy it. I bought it then and now I do not. 
and I need every single person, please, for the love of God, to tell me if it is possible to unlock someone's phone using their face ID if their eyes are closed. Okay? Thank you very much. And Birkin boy, don't go through my fucking phone. It's so fucking annoying. Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let's go ahead and move on from that. I do want to talk a little bit about my trip and I should say trips plural that I just got back from. If you can't tell, I am very tan and very sexual right now, except I have a huge bug bite and also I fucking left my watch on while I was tanning. So I have a watch tan line, which is disgusting, but I went to the beautiful island of Eleuthera. It's part of the Bahamas, and the only reason we ended up there is because of some shit I cannot say on the podcast legally, and my mom would never talk to me again. But basically, I had an entire trip booked to Turks and Caicos, and then my mom's neuroses took over, and... I had to plan a trip super last minute. Everything was booked. New Yorkers like to travel in March, apparently quite a bit, somewhere warm. And to get a great hotel at a reasonable price, Eleuthera was where it was at. And I would like to add, it was super fucking incredible. And I recommend that island for everybody. Plus, Lenny Kravitz lives on the island plus Zoe Kravitz had stayed at the hotel I was at a few months before. Ooh, I'm trying to think of which one I would rather fuck. That's a tough, I don't know. Mm, I think I have to go Lenny, you know, just the music and the dreads, like he's, it's fucking hot. So I did a vlog of me packing before the trip And you have never seen chaos like this. I am just running around like a chicken with my head cut off. But my mom decides she needs some party favors to have fun with and to indulge in on the fucking island. And so she goes ahead and invites this dude over who works for, I don't want to say like the name of the company because I don't want to get anybody fucked including myself, but basically it's a dispensary delivery service. So Postmates, but for weed and it's legal here and it doesn't even have to be medicinal, just recreational. So I guess this was not the first time my mom had purchased stuff from this guy. It was a very interesting thing to watch. So Basically, this guy shows up and I'm expecting, you know, maybe a little backpack, a little white Ziploc baggie uh, just tucked into his pocket, you know, just regular drug dealer exchange shit. 
this fucking guy shows up with a briefcase dressed to the nines, a <laughs> toolbox, <laughs> like the biggest toolbox I've ever seen with a handle on it. And I'm like, is this part of the whole shtick? Because later I found out there's more than just marijuana in these various bags and uh, things he was carrying. But like, he literally looked like the maintenance guy. I thought someone had shown up to unclog my sink. I was so fucking confused. So he comes in and uh, he starts showing my mom like just hundreds of different strains of weed and blah, blah, blah. And then I come to find out that my mom actually wants mushrooms. So that's cool. Um, those are definitely not legal. However, this particular dude had any type of shroom in any kind of format that you would want. Chocolate, gummies, you name it, he had it. Then he gives me $400 worth of shrooms just for free and a weed spray, which I've never heard of, but I obviously took it. So we get to the island and of course my mom brought her fair share of goodies that she bought off this guy. And it's beautiful, the beach, the palm trees, and right off the bat, my mom is like pushing the shrooms onto me, like a drug pusher. And I kept telling her no, and she was very adamant, like, you're not gonna freak out, it's gonna be a great time. And the thing is, is I don't trust her. I don't, I trust my mom. I don't trust her when it comes to administering drugs of any kind to me and I have a reason for that and the reason is there was a moment in time when I was I've spoken about this trying to stop taking any prescription medication of any kind and I was having anxiety one day and instead of like running for, you know, prescription meds or a drink or, you know, just some behavior that is not the healthy route to take care of it, I called my mom. She was going through this naturopathic cleanse with this wellness doctor. And she tells me, I know exactly what you need. You need CBD. Okay, we've all heard of fucking CBD. That wasn't like a light bulb moment. She tells me, but you need to take the exact amount that I'm going to tell you. You need to be taking 2,000 milligrams of CBD a day. So me on this journey to, you know, keep it herbal and legal, I'm like, I'm going to give this CBD thing a try. I've, I've heard really great reviews about it. And I go to my kitchen cabinet and I start popping these gummy bears into my mouth and I'm looking at the label and it says 20 milligrams per gummy, take one a day. And I'm like, holy shit, like 20 milligrams, that's it? Then I found a bottle that said extra strength and they were 40 milligrams per gummy and I was like okay and I'm like doing the math in my head long story short I end up downing a hundred gummy bears throughout the day to get to this 2000 milligram level of CBD and wanting to throw up feeling like shit not feeling great actually feeling the CBD if you want to feel CBD because you think it doesn't work Try 2,000 milligrams, see see how you feel, because you'll feel that shit. A few days later, my mom calls me and just casually, very casually just lets me know, I, I, I quoted her wrong, it's actually just 20 milligrams a day, it's not 2,000. So yeah, when it comes to uh, dosaging 
and administering any type of medication. I don't trust her. Did I end up taking mushrooms? Absolutely, because I have a problem and I can't say no. <laughs> and it was an interesting experience because of how crazy I am with that shit. It's like I took shrooms, but I didn't. And let me explain. I took the mushrooms. And by the way, whatever amount she handed to me, I would take a quarter of that and then just save the rest. Cause I was like, bitch, mm -mm, I do not trust it. And I would take it and then I would sit there and I would just start freaking myself out, being like, oh my God, when is it gonna hit me? Am I gonna like start seeing shit? Da, 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 da. And then I would hurry and gobble up, you know, an anti-anxiety medication. Or I would hurry and like guzzle down four drinks because I was so scared of the effects that the mushrooms would have. So it was really fucking stupid. I can tell you that. I, I know for a fact that is not how you should take mushrooms. And yeah, that's just a little bit about me. There was one day though that I did take them and I didn't try to hurry and counteract it with some fucking, you know, downer. And that day was fine, actually. I remember feeling a little bit giggly, a little bit happy. I didn't feel anxious at all. I did think the server we had at dinner that night had horns. For some reason, it didn't scare me, though. What else did I see? Oh, I remember my mom being in the pool and she had a ponytail and it looked like a rooster and her ponytail looked crazy and it was sticking straight up and there was a palm tree behind her and I, I thought they were related. I was like, you guys are cousins. So that was a trip. And I asked my mom to get a cute picture of me and my mom was unable to get one single decent picture of me at all and I fucking made a post about it and I called her out on it and I posted all the pictures that she took that she thought were gonna be really cool because she was tripping balls probably. So yeah, definitely check out the Instagram, Sophia the Nut, Franklin with the Y. Apartments.com believes having a gym in your building does way more than just get you in shape. It turns your entire life around and is a great place to scope out the hot guy that lives in your building. And by guy, I mean guys. Having a gym in your building makes it 10 times more likely that you actually end up, show up, and work out. I mean, it's five floors down or whatever it is. And you'll be saving money on a gym membership that you'll go to probably half as much. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live is easy. Apartments.com hosts more rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. Or a treadmill, for that matter. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more.
Okay, we're gonna do a sharp fucking swerve right here. Sharp Tokyo Drift shit. I wanna talk about how pretty you are on the outside, not on the inside. I don't care if you are a good person at heart. I know plenty of bitches that are evil incarnate and drop dead gorgeous. So the two do not correlate. I apologize, they do not. All I wanna talk about is how physically attractive you are and what it means for you. I have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of thoughts on this particular subject. What type of pretty you are and using it to your advantage? I was personally victimized by this recently, which I will get into, but also there was this TikTok that my friend sent me and let me give credit where credit's due. Her handle, no context, ya gas. Two S's. Okay. This TikTok girl, she fucking goes off and she goes into so much detail. And I don't agree with everything she said. So I'm going to give my take, but she breaks it down into five different types of pretty. And it's very interesting. And these are the five different types of pretty that you could be. And I want everyone in their car or on the treadmill listening to this shit to just think to yourself right now, which one of these you would be. And if you say you're like the hottest one, you're a fucking monster. (laughs) Remember when Selena Gomez, who I love to death, but remember when Selena Gomez was asked to rate herself one through 10 and she actually answered the question. And I think she said she was a nine with makeup on or some shit and got roasted. You can never ever, it's like the scene for Mean Girls. So you think you're really pretty. You can never admit that you think you're pretty. I mean, I will. My beauty transcends all humans, all of the planet. It's just, there is no limit when it comes to how beautiful I am. Okay, so this TikTok girl, five different types of pretty. So she has pretty, she has cute, she has fine, she has sexy slash beautiful, and then she has bad bitch. If I were to come up with the different types of pretty, I would break it down by unattractive, face versus body, cute, hot, classic, angelic. And do I have a definition for what all of those are? I actually do. But before I explain, I need to talk about the fact that very recently I was called cute by a man. To which I responded, why would you call me that? What about me is cute? And he was a little taken aback because he's a pussy. Just kidding. Probably because he was trying to be nice (laughs) and I'm uh, acting like a crazy bitch. But he didn't understand why I had an issue with being called cute. And I broke it down for him. I said, when you call a girl cute, you're saying her personality is sweet and you wish that she was physically attractive. That's what you mean when you call a girl cute. And his rebuttal was... Mm, absolutely not. I actually think that's a very endearing, sweet way to describe a girl. And that absolutely means I'm physically attracted to her. And I was like, and then he asked me what I would like to be called. And I said, not cute. You know, call me hot, but not cute. I want to think that when we go home together and we're about to fuck, you think of me as a hot girl, not the little cute girl but you know I guess cute is a word that we should not shy away from and feel bad about ladies so we're fine we're friends I did not burn him at the stake for that and he really taught me something there I don't want to be just overly sexualized maybe I do want to be cute and be in the library so back to what the fuck we were talking about That's how I rate the how pretty or not how pretty because that sounds so fucked up. That's not what I mean. What type of pretty unattractive that speaks for itself. 
face versus body girl. If she doesn't have the face but has the body or she has the body but not the face. Cute. Now I've changed my tone on that one. I guess I don't think that's as bad. Then you have your hot slash thotty, which is slutty, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, hello. <laughs> my company's not called Sloot Media for absolutely no reason. I don't have clothes everywhere that says Sloot on it. I don't have pictures of my ass all over my Instagram. Like, come on. I'm all about it. But I could see how, I don't know, maybe if you want a serious relationship, you don't want to be the hot slash thoughty girl. You want to be the classic girl. You're classy. I'm thinking like Audrey Hepburn, you know, like that type of vibe. But then you've got Marilyn Monroe, who I would argue is more of the hot thoughty and in her own right was just as incredible. So I guess it's just it's personal preference. And then you have Angelic, which is is so stunning that she looks not earthly and makes you wish you were never born just by the way she looks. That's the Angelic girl to me. This girl's scale is different. She has pretty, but when she says pretty, pretty is the bottom of the barrel, according to this TikTok. And she doesn't mean pretty, I think, how a lot of us would interpret it. She means she's pretty. <laughs> it's basically conventionally attractive. Then you have cute, girl next door vibe, youthful looking. Ooh, and I had a guy call me cute and it means youthful looking. <laughs> I should have taken that fucking compliment with a little more grace. Innocent. I think Q definitely has a lot of innocence underlying tones to it, which could be creepy or could be extremely sexy, depending on the dude. I like to play an innocent role in the bedroom with a guy. TMI? Well, welcome to my fucking podcast. Then the next one she has is fine. And it's not fine as in she's just average. It's fine like, damn, she is fine. You guys hear the difference there. I would personally replace this word with hot or thoughty. Like now they're thinking of you sensually and sexually. Then you have sexy slash beautiful which is very, very interesting. And this is when my ears perked up because these two things are on the same level, but they're like next door neighbors. They are separate from each other. If I had to give an example, Kylie Jenner is sexy. Jessica Chastain, beautiful. I mean, would you rather be called sexy or beautiful? I would take either of those in a fucking heartbeat. It's jaw-dropping beauty and or undeniable sex appeal. But if you are both, if you own both properties, you, my friend, are a bad bitch. And if you're listening to this and if you're thinking, oh my God, that is fucking awesome. I am a bad bitch. You are also delusional because the bad bitch does not exist. The limit does not exist. A bad bitch is an enigma. This isn't a real person. And the reason is, <laughs> I sound fucking cuckoo. The reason is because you make yourself up to be this. Let me explain further. All of these levels, all of these types of attractiveness we can change from one to the other, to the other, to the other, all in the span of like a few hours. Easily. If I'm waking up, I'm really scared. I'm Steve Buscemi. Go ahead, look him up. He is my third celebrity lookalike. I wake up looking like him and then comes nighttime where I have makeup on and I worked out that day and a spray tan. I'm... 
higher up on the scale. That's the thing about being a bad bitch is some women get the title of being a bad bitch, even though it doesn't exist, but they get the title because they are making sure that they are keeping up with the Joneses 24 fucking seven. They make themselves up to be this every single day. Lori Harvey, the Kardashians, Olivia Culpo. There are certain women, usually celebrities, that make sure they are giving off this vibe every single day. When you're in a bad bitch mode, you are at the top of your game and you can feel it inside your bones and it's a 10 out of 10 feeling, but you had to fucking build a barrier yourself into that. It wasn't just, it didn't come from birth. And that's why they don't really exist. And that is why so many girls are out here feeling so fucking insecure because they think the bad bitch exists, but the bad bitch does not. Ooh, that was some insightfulness right there. All right, so how do you find out what pretty you are? Let me put it this way. You know that saying, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Maybe when you're at the MoMA looking at art, that's true. That does not apply to real life and to a woman's attractiveness. Okay, your attractiveness is determined by, and I can barely get this out of my mouth, it's determined by the compliments you receive from men. Mm Mm-hmm, sorry. (laughs) According to this girl on TikTok, But I also agree with her because it's the fucking truth. So I'll go down with the ship right with her. But it can't just be from any dude. We're not listening to like a homeless guy on the corner of Bowery Street who tells you that you're the most beautiful woman on planet Earth. He wants your money. It's only certain types of dudes. And I'm going to break it down. Let's start with dishonest. These are the guys that are going to fucking lie to you and you cannot trust them to tell you how hot you are. These are the guys that are going to tell you whatever they want to tell you. They're not going to actually examine you and tell you the truth. Americans, Argentinians, and Italian men. Sorry, Americans, way too nice. You can't trust them. Argentinian men, as someone from Argentina, they are the shadiest, hottest, but shadiest motherfuckers on the planet. Ask anybody. Italians, if you've been to Italy and left your hotel room, you've gotten hit on and have received at least 78 compliments by the time you got your gelato, you know? Like, you can't really, like, they're doing that for everybody and they're doing it to that extent. It's like, relax, okay? Next, broke guys, ugly guys. Broke guys are going to maybe want to use you for money. Hence my homeless person example. Ugly dudes, they feel so lucky to even be in bed with you that they're going to tell you that you're the most, they're going to tell you you're a bad bitch, Also, they're going to look in the mirror while you guys are brushing your teeth. And in comparison, you are a bad bitch. In his eyes, though, not in the rest of the world. Next, blind people. Stevie Wonder. They cannot see you and therefore they will be dishonest. It doesn't matter what people whisper in their ear. It doesn't matter if they touch your body. They might say your soul is beautiful but they cannot tell you you are. Then you've got the people you can trust, what they say. And these are the honest people. They are bold and they are straight up and they are not catering to feelings and they will tell you what the fuck is up. A hundred percent. Your male cousin, I think there's certain family members that will be real with you. Probably not like your brother though, because he might try to be nice or he might be real, but that's like, you know, we can't count on that. I think your cousin, that's really rude to you. You could probably trust him. Uh, You can't trust your fucking grandpa, obviously, who says you are the most beautiful person on planet earth while he's like, you know, 
on Facebook a best guy friend who has no interest in you. I think this is where you're going to get the harshest but most reliable rating on what type of pretty you are right there. Then, last but not least, men with money and power and a, you know, goggle of girls around. They will be straight up with you. If you have some Russian oligarch who bought a table and it's the best table in the fucking club and it's him and just a bunch of drop dead gorgeous girls and you can tell that he flew in on a private jet and that's basically what he does for a living because he's old money and you know just living off oil you can bet your bottom dollar that if you try to go to his table he you might not even need to ask what he thinks of you, he might just straight up say you're ugly. At which point you could say, okay, sir, that's very insightful and helpful. Can you please tell me where I am on this list? And he will straight up tell you. Dan Bilzerian, for example, wealthy, surrounded by hot, hot bitches constantly. I think he would be straight up. But... Dan Bilzerian is into a certain type of girl, right? Whereas this Russian oligarch might not be. So everything, you have to take everything with a grain of salt. And also you just take anything a man says not as 100% because I have this theory that I won't really get into right now, but I just want to throw it out there. Men don't actually look at you. Dudes don't really look at you or look at women in general. Zero. Like men don't actually like see you. They see, I don't know, the 30% of the most important things in their brain that they need to see of you. End of the day, this is about how we can use this to our advantage though. Because I know this whole thing maybe sounded a little bit demeaning. It's not. How do we use the type of attractive we are to our advantage? Well, that's a great question. Let me start by saying this. Ugly girls have it made. Sexy slash beautiful slash bad bitch slash gorgeous stunning girls, those are the girls that finish last. You know why? Because they have been told that their whole lives and your looks are definitely not forever. And the second they start fading, you don't have that magical thing. And, you know, maybe you will be able to handle it well because you have other things to bring to the table. That will be great. But you're going to take it a little bit harder than the girl who was ugly to begin with and was never told she was cute. She has nothing to lose, right? So her life is like on an even keel. She's like, you know, I'm the same bitch that I was when I came out of my mom's vagina. That is a really incredible life, I think, to live. Also, they end up with normal dudes. And when I say normal dudes, I mean men who aren't necessarily simple. I don't want to say that. They're just, they tend to not be the super powerful, super rich, super good looking guy because those guys have fucking problems because of accessibility. They can have whatever they want. They think they deserve the best of the best and they will be chasing that forever and will fuck you over. Whereas if you end up with, you know, just a normal, regular guy you guys are probably going to have an amazing relationship with not a lot of turmoil because you guys don't know any better. Which is a life that I wish I had, to be completely frank. So that's it, you guys. I mean, I hope, you know, the takeaway here is don't fucking rely on your looks and don't put so much stress and energy and 
feelings of sadness and insecurity on the way you look because guess what life comes at you fast and you've got no looks at all to give people at a certain point in your life you spend at least 20 30 years like that so I would start practicing right now being the not cute girl damn According to our TikTok friend, though, the most likely to find a loving and good man is the pretty to cute region of women. They're they're good to look at, but they also use their brains because they didn't grow up with their looks uh, being their overwhelming reason. They got attention and couldn't lean on that. Thank God. Use the capability that you are the wife, quotation marks, type to your advantage. And just figure out what the fuck works for you. If you want to be a bad bitch on Tuesday and girl next door on Thursday, I'm down. Because you know what that means? Two different types of men you can attract and fuck. Both figuratively and literally. You can fuck them over or you can fuck them doggy. So just enjoy this cosplaying into whatever type of bitch you want to be that day slew and let's fucking move on before I get taken off air right into our favorite favorite thing which is questions okay hi Sophia with an F I met a hot guy at my local gym last year and we started dating we are both Italian American and I recently discovered that Every single one of his five exes is East Asian. Don't get me wrong, I'm all for interracial dating, but this has me feeling like I may not live up to his standards of what he likes in a woman. Is it wrong that this gave me the ick? Uh, I have lived this life. I have lived exactly this question, so I think I can definitely speak on this. I dated a guy and it wasn't every single one of his exes, but I would say 80 to 90% were Asian women. It did make me feel a little bit insecure. And I hope that's what she means by the ick. And I would like to be very clear right now. It has nothing to do with what ethnicity or nationality these women were. It only has to do with the fact that you don't look like them. For example, another one of my ex-boyfriends, his fantasy, MILF, MILF, MILF. He was 17 years older than me. So I don't really think I was giving him, you know, the MILF fantasy he loved. All of his exes were MILFs. So yeah, it makes you feel insecure. But this is the thing. And I actually talked to one of my really good guy friends about this. He was like, men tend to have a preference but if you are a gorgeous girl in their eyes and they're attracted to you all of that shit goes out the window and I think that that is a pretty normal and obvious and fair statement and I think women are the same way I would never date a blonde guy that's like younger than me that maybe has a bob that's like a surfer ew absolutely not i'm all about tall dark and handsome and wealthy and powerful but i mean hello if i came across like the right guy and he was sexy as fuck then yeah go ahead and count me in i mean you know who's really hot is the casey from yellowstone That's another, I would never, ever be attracted to a fucking cowboy, let alone a blonde one. Casey from the show Yellowstone, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Excited about this one, guys. I'm getting in my grown woman bag. I'm entering my wifey era at full speed and no one can stop me because I've been investing in myself and in my kitchen. I used to buy the absolute cheapest cookware 
I could possibly find and mm -mm, mm -mm, not the move. The move is high quality, thoughtfully designed, non-toxic and incredibly cute cookware from drumroll, please. Great Jones. You are welcome. Great Jones cookware is so stunning. You will actually want to cook. It's like getting a new super cute slash hot workout set. You'll be at the gym later that day. No question. My Dutch baby from Great Jones, aka the cutest baby pink Dutch oven in the color taffy, I keep that shit on display. That is when I'm not using it. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to nonstick pans, Great Jones has it all. I got my first skillet, you guys. Like, fuck an engagement ring. I can't wait to actually make all the recipes I have saved but never touched because I was ill-equipped. But now, I'll let y'all know when Sleutsgiving dinner is because I am prepared. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old, rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SOPHIA. That's greatjones.com, promo code SOPHIA. Can you feel it, Sleuths? The days are getting warmer and spring has officially sprung, which means spring break is here. Which, for the older folk, that basically means people are going outside, they're staying outside, and they are staying out way longer. But the thing is, who wants to deal with those post-party struggles? I know I don't. I mean, I quite literally and physically can't at this stage in my life. And that's where my spring break essential comes in, which is Taste Salute. Say goodbye to the Sunday Scaries with Taste Salute's hydrating drink mixes. Listen, I started my spring break a little bit early last weekend when my best friend Allie came to town and we had a night or two on the town and how I felt honestly come Monday morning was better than any spring break party you can imagine. And that is a rare occurrence for me and has only started happening since I've started drinking Taste Salute religiously. Because unlike those big name brands we all know, Salud knocks it out of the park with their one-of-a-kind flavors. I'm drinking one right now. And no, it's not because I plan on drinking any kind of alcohol, but just because I'm trying to get hydrated and energized. I'm obviously drinking the horchata flavor, but you got to enjoy flavors like cucumber lime, hibiscus, and... They even have mocktails now. Say hello to Paloma and Strawberry Margarita. Filled with electrolytes and vitamins that support hydration and boost immunity with less sugar. I'm talking only one gram of sugar per stick. This is exactly what you need to get your Sunday fun day going, regardless of what the rest of the day entails. And here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Enjoy 10% off your first purchase with the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 at tastesalude.com. Cheers to health this spring break season with Tastesalude. Okay, question number two. SOS, I'm at this new guy off Hinge. He's really nice and the sex is great. I was talking to him on the phone the other day and he blatantly asked, why is your pussy dry every time we have sex? 
I don't think I'm that fucking dry. And if I am, I spit on the dick to compensate. Now I'm self-conscious. What do I do, Slu? Um, <laughs> he blatantly asked why your pussy is dry every time. You got to be careful because he could have some ulterior motives here where he is just like a crazy jealous psycho dude. And he just like is thinking in his brain like, oh, my God, she probably gets wet for other guys. Or he's super insecure in his sex game. I mean, it's a tale as old as time. What people say, how they react most of the time is a reflection on themselves, not on you. If Girl, you know if you have a dry one or not. You would feel it. And if it's not soaking fucking wet and you're not squirting up a storm all over like they show in porn, that does not mean you have a dry pussy. Maybe you should explain that to this prepubescent guy who has no idea like what's going on. If, however... You think there's a chance that it's dry. I know that can definitely be affected by the hormonal things, pills you're taking. <laughs> if you just took a tampon out, there's a lot of things that can affect it. But to me, it sounds like he just doesn't fucking know what the fuck he's talking about. However, to conclude my answer to this question... You did, in fact, say you were not sure if your pussy is dry or not. So maybe, and this is the obvious thing here, he just doesn't turn you on, baby girl. And that's completely fine. Just a little side note. If he's just jamming it in without kissing you, without stimulating you in any other way, we've got a problem. We've got a Sahara Desert problem. You're obviously going to be dry. So maybe start with that. Be like, mm, I kind of need you to like turn me on first. And, and then you're allowed to call my pussy dry. Maybe your dick is dry. What a loser. Okay, next question. Hi, Sophia. Literally obsessed with you. I feel like in another life we could have been the best of friends. I recently was T-boned. And it caused a herniated disc in my lower back. The disc then compressed all my spinal nerves and caused me to go numb in my entire vagina and ass. Whoa. This has been devastating for me to lose all sexual function before I'm 30 years old. My confidence is no longer existent and I feel like I've lost my womanhood. I guess the advice I'm looking for is how can I make light of this? I am so sorry to hear that, Slew, and I love you and I'm happy that this podcast brings you some kind of happiness and I do think we would have been the best of friends. And I'm going to tell you exactly how you're going to make light of this. I was having this conversation with my friend who was on birth control and had zero sex drive. Okay. Zero, zero, zero. And she got off birth control and now has her sex drive has gone through the roof. And she said it was the worst thing to ever happen to her. She said it makes her act out and fuck men that she ends up regretting that she just masturbates and it's just a big time suck and it makes her crazier with dudes. But when she was on birth control and wasn't horny, she was like, mm, I can take it or leave it. So I think there's that aspect of it. Also, your entire vagina and ass are numb. You can get sexual stimulation from a lot of other body parts. And I'm not saying it's going to be as easy as your vagina or your ass. Not that you, either one of those are fucking easy. Are you kidding me? Do you know how hard it is for a woman to have an orgasm? Like, come on. You're, re you're really not missing out on much, girlfriend. But I can just tell you that right now. However, you can teach yourself 
to get stimulation elsewhere. And I know for a fact you can. I don't think like, ooh, there's certain people who are just blessed that way. Like, you know, your friend who went on the monkey bars and gets an orgasm right away just because she has a magical pussy. Like, sure, it's easier for some women to orgasm, but you can teach yourself. Like even your feet and tickling under your feet, there are ways around this. I think there needs to be a masterclass put out and you will find sexual pleasure. Your womanhood is absolutely not dictated by your pussy or your ass, okay? Your womanhood is dictated by what's in here and I'm pointing to my heart and what's up here. You know, like that is actually what matters in life. And I know maybe I sounded like I was saying the opposite up above, but not really. Nothing, I mean, nothing else matters. You will find pleasure in other ways. I mean, even just making out. Sometimes like I don't even want to fuck. I just want to make out. Also, I do get sexually stimulated from the bottom of my feet. It's like really hard when I get a pedicure. I hope that helped, Slew. Um, I love you so much. You're going to be just fine. And with that, guys, we've come to an end. I will talk to you guys next week. You guys already know my name. So if you're an F, Franklin with a Y. And I love you so much. I love doing these solos. I want to do more of them. Definitely make sure to check out my vlog. I really don't even know how it turned out, but it's going to be unexpected. And with that, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.